0: Good afternoon and welcome to another and new edition of The Big Joel Show coming to you live while well, we're really taping uh, from Upper Georgetown in Washington, D.C. Uh, very excited today that you've tuned in. Um, I've got a really cool guest that I think you're going to like. Now, I want to I make sure you know this. Uh, when you all see the shows come out of The Big Joel Show, typically uh, some of them are geared towards real estate agents and some of them are geared towards loan officers, even though I do get feedback. Um, that watching both, no matter what business you're in, are good. This interview is going to be as important for real estate agents as it is for loan officers. So if you got this far and you're a real estate agent, don't turn this off because we have James Allen on here today with guaranteed rate in Connecticut in the USA, in Hartford, Connecticut. So again, this is going to be there's gonna be a lot of great information here for real estate agents and for loan officers. So James Allen, James, how old are you? 34. 34. James Allen is 34 years old. Um, there's an interesting story here. Maybe I'll just tell it real quick. I don't want to use too much. I don't want to take too much you time. Do you Joel. I don't want to take too much time. But um, James, what, tell me, did you, was 2017 your first year really originating loans, or was it 16 or what?
1: what? I started as an LOA in 2016, but yeah, 17 was the first but year. But actually originating loans, right? Yeah.
0: Yep. So this guy, by the way, just so September,
1: you know, I was the first loan I ever, like, application I took. Just
0: so you know, the, 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 the animal that's sitting to my left, um, uh, you know, <laughs> 2017, you know, 2.5 million. Those are epically huge numbers, by the way. <laughs> 2018, 136 units for 29 million. I don't care about the million. 136 units. Do the math. That's more than 10 a month. Average loan officer probably closes two, three loans a month, maybe. 2019 year to date through mid-November, 170 units. Granted, we know that there are some refinances on there, but I do know a lot about James's business, and that is mainly purchase heavy, referred by real estate agents. So I'm just going to say that again. He's been doing loans for three years, sort of. Mm-hmm. not even three, two and a half years, 170 units. I don't even care. Okay, so the volume's 40 million, but those of you all that deal with me know we don't care about volume. Also, his average loan amount is pretty low. It's not really epically high, 225, um, or more normal in normal markets out of, out of big markets. So- you know, uh, James and I were talking, and just full disclosure, James is a client of mine as well, so I know his business pretty well. Um, but we we were talking about some different things, and he said something. He said something to me a couple of months ago. He's like, "Joel, you know what I did? You know when I started? Um, um, well, let me just backtrack for a minute. <laughs> so, uh, James Allen was originally introduced to me by a, a, a mutual friend of ours, Scott Johnson. Scott, if you're watching this, go Jack." Um, oh, Joe. Scott is uh, with Homebridge now. And um, uh, Scott and I were both working at Prospect Mortgage at the time. And Scott called me up. He says, Joel, Joel, I got this guy, this James Allen guy. He's not in the mortgage business. He's never done loans. But he's going to be really good at doing loans. If we hire him, will you take him as a one-on-one client? Because I really didn't take rookies one-on-one. I used to years ago, but I just didn't have enough time. And Scott said, no, no, no. You don't understand this guy's going to be great. Was that like 12, 13? 14. 2000. Okay, it was 2014. July 2014. Oh, yeah. He he remembers it. I think I put an imprint in his forehead. So Scott says, can you meet him? And I was up there doing something. We met in Rhode Island, right? That's right. Yeah. And so uh, I was up there doing something. But uh, for some reason, we met in Providence? Or did we meet in Rhode Island? Somewhere, it's somewhere on Rhode Island. Yeah, some, Rhode Island's not that big. Yeah. We, we, we we met in Rhode Island. And, um we we had a meeting and uh and, and, and I did my normal Joel stuff, which is try to scare people away from being loan officers. It worked. <laughs> and I and I turned around, I came out of the meeting, I said they called Scott. I'm like, Scott, good call, man, I'll take him. This guy's gonna be he's gonna be fine. I mean, I already know. He's gonna do the job. He's he's gonna be a superstar. And it, it didn't work out. The, the 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 executives of the company were not gonna allow, you know, him to hire basically a rookie, someone who didn't know anything. They actually is, offered me the which job. Which
1: is hilarious. They did offer it. They did offer the oh, job. I didn't even know that. You turned it down. I turned it down. Okay. I, was, I was too scared. You scared the crap out of me. You <laughs> literally scared me from being a loan officer for an extra eighteen months.
0: <laughs> and all, all I did, all I did, those of you that know me, I hit him. I hit him hard with all the Saturday and Sunday is Monday and Tuesday. You know, when anybody calls, you will pick up. I hit him with all the stuff that most people aren't ready for. But anyway, when I got James's name, I don't know how long ago, from uh, John Palmiato at Guaranteed Rate. James works for Guaranteed Rate in Hartford, Connecticut. I might have already said that. Um, y- y- you know, I'm like, wait, James Allen? I know that name. And then uh, his big boss, his Uber boss, John Palmiato, I said, what kind of loans did he told me his production? I said, I knew it. I knew that guy was going to do loans. So long story short, here we are today. So I'm talking to James a couple months ago. And James is like, you know what, Joel, when I started, I didn't know anything. So I figured, you know, I want to try to like be an expert in something. And I just became an expert in VA. I just picked VA and became an expert in VA. And I'm like, really? And he said, yeah. And I'm like, you should come on the show because I think people would love it. You know, again, those of you that watch my show, you guys already know this. If you're looking at your memos internally that you get from your company, you know this. Everyone, January 1, no more VA loan limit. So agents and loan officers that work in markets, either A, that you don't think there's any VA loans there, or B, there's no military, okay, so you don't think of it, or agents that that traditionally work in markets where, where you're selling properties above the VA limit, or... You've got burned on a VA loan. We'll talk about this cuz it was 100% financing and the seller wouldn't take it blah 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 yada 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 and the, all the appraisers are horrible and need you to totally fix the house and you know whatever all the miss it went away and said I'm not I'm not taking these contracts. I'm not taking these buyers. I don't care. I mean, to listen very closely cuz you're missing out on incredible business and incredible loyal business and, great and people. people that are great people. That's a great way to put it. Great people. Um, and, and January one, it's game on. I don't care if you're selling million dollar condos in Hoboken, New Jersey. Game on. There's no max, you know. Um, and if you know what you're doing with VA, you know how to do nine hundred twenty thousand dollar loans anyway. You've already figured that out. And especially with a disabled vet, you're talking about a you know ninety two LTV super jumbo with no funding fee. Okay, so these are very lucrative. These are great loans, especially especially for the people getting them. So. I said, James, man, would you would you come on? And he said, sure. And I said, okay, come down. And when to get in the studio, I just want to drill down. I want you to give my audience some some tips, some some hints, some some real tactical stuff uh, that they can just take away and either go sell houses or or do loans or whatever. The only other thing I, I wanted to say before I let James start doing his thing is. Uh, I had Brian Burjans on here from Caliber. He's the- uh, The man. Did, did you watch that of course. podcast? He, he's the uh, the VA, whatever, honcho, guru, czar for, for Caliber. And he said something that literally I re, I've re i swiped it, adapted and say it all over that I thought was so cool. He's like, Joel, you know the mistake people make with VA? And I was like, no, what? And he said, the mistake people make with VA is they think, well, there's no base here. There's no VA loans. He said, I could show you a chart. That goes state by state in the whole United States with how many VA-eligible buyers there are in each state, whether there's a base there or not. People, that means they have a Certificate of Eligibility, a COE. They may have never used it before. They could be sitting in their house in Hartford, Connecticut, where there's no bases anywhere. Maybe there are. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It, the where, Navy base. Whatever it is, it's a Navy base. But They could be sitting, Topeka, Kansas, wherever it is where sure. there's... I know I'm probably saying places that have bases. But they could be sitting in the middle of nowhere where there's no basic. Well, VA, there's no VA loans here. Wrong. Of course, there, there are plenty of people here that are eligible for a VA loan. So I want you to really listen to this because there are people in your CRM. There are people you know. There are people you know that don't even know they could be using a VA loan. So, James, we're going to – you saw – you see how fast the time goes. And I want to give these people – you know, good stuff. Let's start in one category. You want to start with loan officers first or you want to start with the agents? I know it's going to weave this in. This is your
1: show, show Joel. I work for you.
0: What do you think? Um, let's start with real estate agents. Let's start with real estate agents. What do you think are the top three or four or two? It doesn't matter. Things that you just see agents get wrong or or that they just don't know. And because they don't know, they're not helping veterans or they're not using the programs.
1: Yeah, so whether I'm, whether I'm in front of a room full of veterans or a room full of realtors or a room full of loan officers for that matter, we're pretty much all talking about the same thing, VA myths, right? VA right. myth busting is kind of right. the – and um, I'm affiliated with a group called Mortgage Military Boot Camp. So if there's loan officers who want to get training on VA, recommend you go through their course. It's like 250 bucks It would be the best investment you ever make. Um, to the comment of being a, an expert, I think I, I would say I'm a specialist, not an expert. Okay. I think anybody who says they're an expert in the VA home loan clearly has never originated one. Doesn't live in, in the <laughs> two six dash seven. Right. Um, you really, it's hard to be an expert in something that is so so broad, but you can be a specialist, so you can drill down to really know how to serve people well. But there's a bunch of common myths that uh, are prevalent everywhere. And, Start with agents. I'm an agent. Yep. And 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 I I got just got three contracts on my listing.
0: And uh, 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 two con- one conventional, one FHA, one VA. Right. Most agents, if you're watching this, take the VA and go like this. No way. It's 100% financing. The appraisal is going to come in low. I'm going to have to fix the downspout and a, a, and a rail on the deck. Not doing it. We're not even looking at this one. Let's look at these two. How close am I on that one?
1: You're pretty much done. I had, a, I had a conversation with a list agent three days ago, which, by the way, we won the deal. Multiple <laughs> yeah. offers. Yeah. My, uh, our veteran won. Yeah. You know, thank you. Yeah. Um, same exact thing. She called no skin in the game. You know, why, why, why would your borrower want to put 0% down? Who are these people? All that kind of stuff. There is a way to present an offer that uh, a seller will accept. And so if you know how to do that, it'll make you different than the other agents. So to agents out there... Um, you don't have to be affiliated with a program where you give some kind of special incentive or like rebate. I see a lot of people doing like rebates and other stuff where you can get veterans. You can do that if you want to. I think it's good service to vets. But you can serve them best by actually being knowledgeable about representing the type of product that they're, they're looking to do and that they've earned through serving their country. So,
0: so if, I'm a, if I'm a listing agent, why should I uh, not – what's the myth there that I'm scared? Listen, years ago – Okay, I'm going to show my age here. I'm, I'm 31, by the way. Years ago, uh, you know, when you ordered a VA, you did a VA loan, you ordered a VA appraisal. I mean, it was game on. You could literally be getting a 92-year-old appraiser sure. that could drive 46 miles to appraise yeah. a property and literally come in $30,000 low on a $140,000 house. Yeah. And then, by the way, when you went to appeal it, they, like, went into a poof of smoke. Yeah. You would literally have to drive to VA in, like, Roanoke, Virginia and beg. So, so, so let's take these one at a It's not like that anymore. It's, okay? it's, it's the what, opposite. Why? Okay. There, there you go. It's the opposite, which, which is people that have been selling real estate for a while are like, yeah, that guy's full of it. Meaning, why is it the opposite? Tell me why... Um, I should be looking hard at that contract if I'm a listing agent on multiple offers.
1: There's multiple myths. Let's just take them one at a time. Yep, go ahead. So let's talk about the appraisal first. You and Brian talked about this and he touched on Tidewater. Do you remember that conversation? Yes. So Tidewater is an an interesting thing. If you're a real estate agent right now and you're representing a listing or if you're representing a buyer and you have an appraisal coming low, it is possible that an appraisal will come in low on any property. Of course. So if it comes in low on conventional, what's your recourse? I mean, today? Eh. Right. (laughs) Nothing. I mean, right. unless you Negotiate can truly, the if, difference. You, if you right. can flaw it in in actuality, maybe you can get it thrown out. But that's one in a hundred, and I know right. that because we do lots of transactions. FHA, same thing, and eh, no recourse. VA, you get two chances to rebut value as a list agent. crazy is that? Now, think about this. So here's how the process works. If an appraisal comes in and it's low, the appraiser has to, by law, according to the 26-7, actually notify all parties, hey, I'm going to come in low. I've not written the appraisal yet, but I'm going to come in low. And I'm I'm initiating Tidewater. Click. They hang up the phone. Here's the problem. Most agents out there, and this is not an insult against them, they don't know because no loan professional has told them, and it's really up to the LOs to share this with their partners, right? No loan professional has told them. When the appraiser calls you and says, I'm going to come in low, they're not just telling you to like think, oh, shoot, now I have to renegotiate. They're actually informing you that you have 72 hours to give us three actual rebuttal comps, right? Okay. So let's, hold on a minute. So first of all, you said
0: some things real fast. Tidewater, explain that.
1: So, tidewater is just the name of it. It basically means the appraiser is telling you, "Hey, I'm coming in low. I need tidewater to make that the water level come up to where you guys are at on the contract." That's okay. the phrase that's okay. actually written so, in.
0: So, 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 when an appra- on a VA transaction, yep, the appraiser goes out, looks at the property. It's a contract for two hundred thousand dollars. Yep. The appraiser knows I'm coming in at one ninety one. Mm-hmm. Okay, or one ninety two. Let's make it a little closer. I'm coming in at one ninety two. Um, the appraiser has to, by law, notify the listing agent?
1: Buyer's agent, listing agent, and oftentimes the loan officer will hear through that.
0: But the buyer's agent and the
1: listing agent, hey, I'm coming in low. Do they actually say the value or they just say I'm coming in low? They will not tell you the value and they haven't written an appraisal yet. They actually haven't decided a value. They're just letting you know, I'm coming in low, I need Tidewater. Okay, so they're going to call
0: that agent and literally say... Hey, I'm coming in low. This is old school, by the way. This is I'm the way we used to do it water. forever ago. They'd call us and go, hey, I'm coming in low. Get me comms. Right. So that happens. That's happening. Okay? Only and, on VA appraisals. And only on VA. Okay, so that's number one. So, okay, so that's giving them a chance. Um, if the appraiser is missing something, yeah. get it to them. Exactly. Right? Okay. All right. Keep going. So that's that's number one. Oh my God, 100% financing. They must not have any money. They're probably a weak buyer. You know, They need my seller to pay all this money and they're asking for all these fees and blah, blah, blah. Talk about that for a second.
1: Well, before we move on from appraisal, yep. let's say Tidewater doesn't work and you don't get your value. You actually, can, you actually can do a reconsideration of value with the SAR, the staff appraisal reviewer who has the same authority on their collar as the actual appraiser at the lender to overturn that. And I've seen times where you're 10K short, and the buyer and the seller will write a letter to the SAR saying, hey, we're willing to split the difference if you'll raise the value 5K, and the, uh, the SAR will overturn the appraised value. So as a list agent, buy agent, you don't just get Tidewater. You have Tidewater, and if you're amicable on, on reaching a middle ground, you can actually split the difference on, on the overage. I'm going to go with very few loan officers know that.
0: That's almost none. Very, very few, and probably very few agents. Okay, good. That's awesome. Okay, keep going. All right. Any? What other miss? Why? As a listing agent, go through the miss.
1: Yeah. So zero percent down equals weaker buyer, right? That's that's like the that's like the most common. way. I'm putting zero percent down. This guy is a loser. He's got no skin in the game. Right. Let's talk about the profile of who veteran buyers are. First of all, you touched on this. The military and the government's the number one employer in the United States. Veteran buying power: 181 trillion dollars annually buying power. Will they do that? Of course we're not gonna do that many transactions, but that's how much power there is in that market. By specializing in that, you can tap into it. Connecticut's a relatively small state. We've got the Navy base. We got a couple um, like National Guard bases around, whatever. Um, there's two hundred and fifty thousand veterans that are eligible for transactions in our state right now. We're tiny, right? We're not big that's not Texas. Yeah, we're not Texas. We're not you know, we're not Mississippi, we're not Florida, we're we're a very small relatively similar to middle America. And the reason for that is simple, vets go out and then what do they do? They come home. So this idea that you have to be near a base is just ridiculous. Throw that out. But the the prevalent myth is 0% down equals weaker buyer. If you know the actual statistics on who the VA buyers are, you'll be shocked to find out that they look exactly like conventional buyers right? So let's talk about that. Here's I have the stats here. I wrote them down because I present this from you know notes. I don't right. memorize everything. Yeah. But the, the average FICO store, and this is right from the uh, 2018 fiscal report from the VA, by the way. I'm not making this stuff up. You can find it and look it up yeah. yourself. Fact check me. Go for it. Uh, average FICO of zero down buyer, uh, 718. Last year, you know what the average FICO score for FHA was? Uh, 651. 680. Okay, which is which is All up right. a little bit from prior years, yeah, okay. but still. So we're you know we're, we're nearly forty points better. Um, household income of veteran household versus its comparable civilian house, household income. What do you think the difference is in the two? Somebody with
0: a COE, somebody that has a COE versus what is a conventional versus VA? Just civilian
1: counterpart. Two engineers, uh, one of them was a military vet and the other one wasn't. What's the difference in income household? I would Naturally. say that the
0: veteran one is probably. 12
1: to 13% higher. $19,000 on average nationally. So you have to do the whatever the math It's 73k is. versus 55, you know, and change whatever. So I'm pretty close. Yeah, you're pretty, okay. you're pretty you're pretty okay. close, okay. right? Yeah. So uh so there's those. Now, liquid assets at the time of closing. So this is after everything's paid for compared to its civilian counterpart, how many how much liquid assets does a veteran have in the bank at the time of closing once that the whole transaction's funded by comparison. Uh to conventional and FHA? Yeah. I have no idea. Seventeen k. Wow. So what you've got is a conventional buyer. I mean, look look, are there are there weak VA buyers? There's weak buyers in every category, so it's true. Could you have a zero percent down? Who's a weak buyer? It's you. you Basically, you have what you're saying is the point you're making and proving is that you have a strong buyer that because they can put zero percent down is gonna they've earned the right to do that. But let's let's take it a step further. And this is the dialogue I have. So actually, it was uh, this past week. It was. um, It was a $450,000 purchase in Connecticut with 0% down. People were relocating. What's max VA there? Uh, it's the county limits four eighty four three fifty okay, right so in time. Okay, they have a VA loan where we're gonna we're gonna restore entitlement. They're selling in Chicago. They're moving out. You know whatever. So this is a pilot and an attorney moving to Connecticut. And I've got a list agent telling me that I have unqualified borrowers with, with zero skin in the game. In, in our dialogue, and I just said, hey, can I? would I? Can we just take five minutes and just? I just like to share a few things with you. Let's just do basic math. If I'm buying a four hundred fifty thousand dollar house and I put fifty k down on it, okay, right and I buy a VA loan, I put zero down. I got a 350 loan versus a $400,000 loan. In column A, on the conventional side, I'm going to save about $200 a month in monthly payment, principal and interest. It's true, but I'm going to pay mortgage insurance at 131. So my net savings is about $66 a month. Okay, So I'm saving $66 to go with conventional. Maybe I'd want to do that, perhaps. Over a 10-year period, $800 a year, over 10 years, it's $8,000. $8,000 to the better to go conventional. If I leave my 50K in my brokerage account, at an average rate of return of 7%, my 50K turns into 50K over 10 years. This is not a conversation about whether somebody's qualified or not. It's basic math on net wealth. The only The only dialogue that really matters for, a mortgage is a financial instrument that should increase your net wealth. The decision that you make should be based on which one creates the highest net worth over the term expected. Conventional buyers have a lower net worth than VA if all things are considered equally. To the tune in this case, even if you reinvested your 66 bucks a month at the same rate of return you'd be 30 grand to the better over a 10 year period just because you did zero down now the point i make with with all of, all of the real estate agents i talk with is really simple i told this person i had permission to do it right the right. the client said i said hey i got a pilot who's 10 years in and i have an attorney who works for the united states uh, these people are very well qualified they have enough you know they have enough in liquid assets if they wanted to buy this house uh, with a lot of money down, they certainly could, but we've made a, a decision that financially it was better for them to leave their money invested with their advisor. Um, you know, if you take this offer, and here's the money line, right? And I actually learned this from John Hodgkins, my partner. Yeah. We, this is true. And if you're a good loan officer and you do your job, you can say it this way. Correct me if I'm wrong. This house will appraise, right? Oh, absolutely. It's going to appraise. Great. If that appraisal comes in clear and the, and, and the title report comes in clear, it's loan close. Right. And that's the money line. I mean, as a loan officer, you want to get out there and let people know that you've really done your due diligence. But my point is you're presenting a veteran, yes, it's zero down. They're not weaker. They're in many cases as strong or stronger. I mean, you get a pilot and attorney. So it's a so
0: so, so it's a just to just, just to bring it all, just to bring it all in for agents watching this. Loan officers, by the way, you just got a ton, ton sorry, Oscar, I just banged that. Loan officers You just got a ton of information on actually how to talk to an agent. But agents, I think the point was just proven right there that there's tough borrowers everywhere. It doesn't matter whether it's VA or FHA or conventional. And to automatically throw the tough borrower sticker on someone because they're using VA financing or because they're using 100% financing is a really really bad play. I'm looking at the clock, James. I want to go. Is there another agent myth you want to hit or you want to go right Big to? Big time. Okay, so let's hit that, and then I want to go over to, I want to go over to uh, the loan officer stuff. S- so meaning s- putting s- loans
1: together. Same dialogue with the agent last week. Okay. Right. She says, "Well, in your in your offer, we've got to pay for the pest inspection, right? And I'll bet you 95 percent of people watching this statement will think that this is not true, and they'll think this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. If you asked anybody, and I've done this in rooms with 100 realtors, 200 realtors, and I've done it in rooms of loan officers, who has to pay for the pest inspection on VA financing? 99.9% of people will tell you that the seller has to pay for it, right? And there's a, there's a big misunderstanding. And the reason for that is simple, that fee is listed in the 26-7 on a list of fees called unallowable fees. Mm-hmm. So you would think that the, the fees on that list would be unallowable. Mm
0: -hmm. Sorry, unallowable for the veteran to pay in the transaction. I just want to clarify that.
1: Cool. So right. there's a circular that came out in 2014. Uh, loan officers, you can look this up. Circulars are updates to the 26-7, so it's changes to underwriting guidelines. It's circular 26-14-10 for reference to anyone who wants to look it up. And its whole purpose- He's, he's, he's a little nerdy on that, but yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. Its purpose is to bring clarity to this, this dialogue about unallowable fees. So it used to be that lenders would charge a flat 1% uh, origination fee. So if you bought a $400,000 house, charge you four grand. Well,
0: let me tell you,
1: in the olden
0: days, we had a fee called document preparation. And you the veteran could not pay that fee. It's unallowable. So that fee either had to be waived or the seller always had to pay it. So that was a stopper for listing agents
1: not taking the contract because they had to pay the $350 doc prep fee. And They hate that, right? Now yeah. it's just pests that's primarily prevalent. And and, and so, but let's break this down. It used to be if they charged a flat 1%, then you couldn't charge anything on unallowable. In other words, your cost of doing business should be covered with this 1% right. charge. So all this other stuff should be covered, right? That was the theory. The, the problem is, as time went on, loan origination- Nobody paid the 1% anymore. Nobody charges 1%. Which meant anything below the 1% is allowable. Anything on the unallowable list is allowable, so long as the aggregate total of costs on the loan don't exceed 1%. Okay,
0: so- I'm going to break that down. This guy over here talks very fast. Okay, so (laughs) I got there very quickly, though, where you went. Because you're you're a lone guy. Okay, so so the theory of where this comes from is the VA saying, yo, you're already paying a 1% origination fee. You shouldn't, and we don't want you to pay anything else. You're a veteran. You shouldn't be. Anything else is egregious or high or whatever. Therefore... If there are ancillary fees charged by the lender, that's cool. You may not pay them. The seller has to pay them, or in many cases, the lender has to waive We don't waive care who them. pays it, as long or, as it's or, not Or you. the lender has to waive it. Or the one realtor. The, or the two. Is it 1% of the loan amount? Is that how you do the numbers? Okay. So what James Allen from the great state of Connecticut at Guaranteed Rate is saying is that if you have a $400,000 loan amount, and there is no origination fee, which let's
1: face it. I don't charge people, one for vets, no, no, by the no. way.
0: Either way, this, most people don't. I mean, it's just not there anymore. Okay, the math doesn't even work to pay the fee. You have a $4,000 slush fund that is allowable for fees for the veteran to pay themselves. Correct? Correct. Which means as an agent, you don't need to be scared that your seller is going to be stuck with a bunch of ancillary fees. Because in this case, or the case where the veteran where there is no origination fee being charged... The veteran, the buyer, can pay all those fees. Is that correct? That's exactly correct. Which there's probably some head shaking right now. You can't do even, that even. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I'll let you because I'm looking at the clock because we're 26 minutes in. I want to be careful, but but I'm going to let you just digest that. And you, can at the end, I'm going to tell you how to get a hold of James. And if you have a question or the individual your comp, uh, you know where if your company is not allowing it or different things, James will be glad. People can contact you, right? Sure. All right. So let's let's go. Let's
1: hop. Um, so we keep the brain. You just crossed it out of the contract. Here's the here's the tip. Actually, let's do this. Realtors will appreciate this. Here's how to get around it if your lender's underwriter is a dummy and and just can't figure out how to make this work. okay? Okay. And actually, this is what you should do, really. If you're working with a veteran buyer, go ahead and align yourself with a veteran inspector and tell the guy. To just include it in his normal fee and itemize it as zero on the on the uh, on the invoice, pest zero, right? Then when you submit your offer, cross out in the contract. In Connecticut and Greater Hartford, it says that the seller has to buy it in the actual contract. Literally Many, many contract, many VA addendums have that. Literally it. cross it out, have the veteran initial next to it, and then it doesn't matter who pays for it because it's zero itemized on the invoice. So you got around it anyway. He doesn't have I'm not advocating that veterans pay for this. No. I'm just trying to help you understand no, no, but this, how to present no, no, an no, offer. No, no,
0: but this is this is a this is a fee that has to be paid by someone. It's a fee for a service that needs to happen. And yeah, no, we're not, we're not advocating a veteran pays for it. It's not like some rip off junk fee. Yeah. It's a real fee. Right. But the reality of it is, is if you're a listing agent, and you're negotiating a contract. The moral of the story is the veteran can pay it. Exactly. You, you, your seller doesn't have to pay it. Okay, that's that's pretty awesome. Okay, so let's go to loan officers. Let's let's. What are what are the big things that, that that you just see loan officers just not understanding, just not
1: getting? I recover of the recovery deals I get for veterans, which is a dozen a year. In every case, they could have fixed their problem if they understood the VA concession rule,
0: meaning the uh, the uh, seller concession. Yes. Okay. What about what about? Uh, Qualifying. What about when you um, talk about, uh, you know, certificate of eligibility with someone that's used part of it, you know, with a partial, you know, I mean, many loan officers are completely clueless about that. Correct? I mean, is that, that fall under sort of myth busting? I mean, where do you, yeah. where do you, where do you, for loan officers that are watching this, they're saying, you know what, this is dumb. You know, listen, loan officers, whether you're experienced or not experienced, I can tell you right now, and I'll give you the easy one right now. If you've ever done a loan for a police officer or a fireman, and you did a good job, then you experienced what I call the veteran effect. And what that means is is it is very clubby and very uh, everything is based on trust, and you do a loan for one police officer, and I'll never forget, I did my first one, and I did like 37 more in about a two-year period, all from the same barracks, and everyone just marched right in with all their documents. There was no questions. Hey, you took care of my boy over here. I know you're going to take care of me, and that's a VA. That's a that's a that's a that's a that's a VA thing. So there's loan officers that are they're they're watching this, going, yeah, man. Like I want to do that, but I don't even know how. What do I, you know, what do I do? What do I say? How do I, you know, because when 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 you talk to, you know, a veteran, uh, even someone that's active, I mean, a veteran, you need to even know what the term DD two fourteen is, right? But they still call it that, right? Yeah, yeah. but but. You know, you know. Do you even know how to read, uh, uh you know, um, uh, a a uh, a pay stub? I mean, do you even know how to read for an active duty person? Do you even know how to read it? I mean, do you know what BAQ is? You know what BAS is? The HA? I mean, I'm assuming they still have all this do. Stuff. do you do you even know what that is? Where do you, as as a loan officer, if you want to do veteran loans, if you want to do financing for vets, and you want to help your agent partners sort of crack into that? Let's with the time we have left. I think that's super valuable. What would you say there? How would you coach?
1: Start with the loan officer and then coaching, teaching them how to coach the agents. The the, very simple, the easy. So here's how I because most people I talk to have talked to one of the the big box shops that you guys know who I'm referring to, you know, a big veteran branded uh, headset guy in wisconsin that they're talking right. to or wherever right so they've talked to these people and then they're on the phone with me and like oh i've already talked to this xyz lender if you're having a different dialogue with them than the other lender had you're automatically different here's the dialogue it's very simple you can you can win with all your vets by explaining how they can obtain their coa and actually knowing it actually know how to do it and it's actually okay, so by the way COE certificate of eligibility so i want you to go ahead and explain
0: what that is so tell yeah. everyone, what is a certificate of eligibility?
1: What, literally, what is it? The certificate of eligibility is quite possibly the most important document in a VA home loan because it's the source document from the VA that actually verifies for the lender that this person has entitlement with which they can guarantee a VA home loan.
0: Okay, so your certificate of eligibility, and this is every uh, every um, branch of the military and the U.S. Public Health Service, what else? Anyone else have that besides that? Is there anyone else sneaky out there that has it?
1: Uh, no. It's Every all, branch yeah. of the military
0: and U.S. Public Health Service has- so, Never done a loan for any of those Guess guys. what? No, but I'm a D.C. guy, and I've done lots of loans here, and I've done tons of them um, because they're here. Right. So, But there are also branches of it all over the country, and I just want to make sure you knew watching this that those people have certificates of availability. They can use VA home loan financing. So what they do is they have this literally- piece of paper. Okay. And it says you're eligible to borrow. Why don't you explain literally what that is? What is it? Because you just said, when you're talking to them, teaching them how to get it will close the gap at hundred miles an hour, but let's talk about what it is.
1: Yeah, so the document lists how much entitlement you have. Entitlement is the phrase used by the VA that basically verifies how much loan limit you've got available to you. So so take Connecticut, take the loan limit, and work right there. What's the max VA where you are? Well, until January 1st, 484350 four three fifty is the max for which you could put zero down. There is no max VA loan limit. Right. You can, you can get a ... I mean, if the lender allowed it, in theory, you could go up to $5 million on a VA loan. Right. Most lenders have an overlay at one, two, one, three right, million. No
0: place to put them. That's right. exactly right. So, but but so you, you said something interesting which I never really thought about before. So, getting your certificate of eligibility, how does a veteran normally get it? So so uh, pretend they're not active duty. Yep. When they're discharged. Yep what happens do they just get a piece of mail does it just show up in the mail yeah
1: so this is a great question so I, one of the things i do in connecticut are these things called yellow ribbon ceremonies with the national guard yellow ribbon ceremonies are it was once a month we're down there and we're teaching these guys and i teach this va myth busting class to this room of veterans it's like maybe the best thing i do all month i love these people salt of the earth right. and we're they don't know they don't know literally nobody's teaching these people how to obtain they know they can get a loan but they don't really understand anything about because else. because you need your piece of paper, for the lender to get the loan. Right. <laughs> so that's why. So yeah. these guys are coming back from active duty, and they're going through this ceremony, and it's all about like the whole ceremony is. In fact, any lender who can get into a yellow ribbon around the country, go do that, and it'll be the most fruitful thing you ever do, because that whole ceremony is about teaching vets about the benefits available to them, and no one knows how to obtain their VA. Home right, so, loan. so
0: go back. So tell me, do you 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 get discharged, yep. and you're you're. You've been in the Army for 10 years, and you're honorably discharged, and you go about your business. Do you just get a piece of mail one day, and it's there? No. Okay. So you don't really know to look for it (laughs) until you want to buy a house, and someone says, oh, you're VA? Oh, you could do that. And then they're like, we need your certificate of eligibility. And the guy goes,
1: what? Exactly. Is that typically what happens? Totally. So if a lender's pre-approving a borrower without a COE, it's predatory lending, in my opinion. Right. It's like borderline predatory. But here's the here's what happens. You get discharged. The military gives you a document called a DD 214, which is what I referenced a little bit ago. DD 214 is just a history of service says what you did, what you didn't do. Right. It used to be that you had to get the DD 214, mail it off to the VA, pray the rain gods that it would come back in a reasonable amount of time. Right. And there's a process for that. It's way easier now. And so as as lenders. So you need your DD 214 to get your certificate of eligibility
0: unless you're active duty. Not anymore. Okay. so let's go. So, so so, I just got discharged uh, last month. Hmm. Uh, now I work at IBM, whatever, yep. and uh, I'm going to buy a house. And my uncle said, "Oh man, you were in the army for ten years. You should you should use VA. Check it
1: out. Yep. Okay. Um, and uh, how do I get my certificate of eligibility? Simple. Then this is what I tell every veteran borrower, and this is what sets me apart to win their deal because no one else did this. Hey, I'm going to explain to you how to get your Voe. It's really or C O E. Really simple. Just visit e- the ebenefits.va.gov website. You can you can literally navigate to your home loan certificate of eligibility in the menu, and you can click to download it. And by the way, that's the source document. Now, in some cases— How long has that been available? Uh, I don't know, a couple of years. Okay, all right. In so some, it's fairly new. Ca- in some okay. cases, it won't populate. And so there's, inst- there's further instruction. I say, hey, if it doesn't show up immediately, you'll see a button to apply for it, which you can click. Now, that process takes about two weeks to come through. But if you call the RLC in Ohio, which Connecticut, the regional loan center that covers us, is in Ohio, the RLC. I say, if you call the RLC and you ask them, they'll expedite that for you in 48 hours. So the veteran can get their COE in instant so, time frame. so,
0: So loan officers and real estate agents... This is a big differentiator, differentiator, and it's it's proving that you know what you're talking about. Totally. And with veterans, just like police officers and firemen, they want to be very comfortable that you know what you're talking about. So you're coming right out of the gate with the most important document they need that, granted, can be a big pain to get – Uh, I don't want to age myself, but uh, I've sat down here at Bethesda Naval before. I've sat at the VA in D.C. Juanita Gilliam, if you're watching this and you're still around, the person who used to run VA. I've sat down there with a clipboard and one of those old massive phones racking up dollar-a-minute phone calls waiting to get one of those things because it took months to get it. You know, Um, now you're telling me. You're, you're sending them right... Tell me where they're going. What's it called again? ebenefits.va.gov. ebenefits.va.gov, and they can literally
1: navigate their way to their COE and be off
0: to the races, in most cases, Instant. on the spot.
1: Instant. Like, some guys get it while I'm on the phone with them. Before I'm done pre-qualifying initial call, they're like, hey, I just got it. Thanks so much. Where do I send this? Okay, now. Now they have it. Oh. Okay? um, Talk
0: to tell me about talk to loan officers go more granular okay what if they did use it what if they did buy a house uh, when they were stationed in Virginia Beach yes and bought not a, a VA house myth. and bought a house yeah. and kept the house perfect with the old VA loan on it with the initial right. VA loan it was never refinanced. Not that that matters. It was never refinanced. We can talk about that in a second. It was never refinanced, and there's a there's a hundred thousand dollar loan on a property that they paid one thirty for and borrowed one thirty. But now there's a hundred thousand dollar loan in Virginia Beach, and now they're buying a house in Hartford, Connecticut. You got
1: PCS orders to come to Hartford, you know, and they're whatever, whatever. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, th- so this is another common myth that comes up in the real estate market, right? It's, it's a veteran can only have one VA loan or one VA loan at a time or one VA loan in their life. None of those are true. Um, you can have multiple VA loans. Uh, in fact, you can refinance VA investment properties through the EARL program as of this year, which is great. Um, so I, the very first veteran deal that I did, quite literally, is one of my best clients now. I've done five loans for this guy now. He's got a couple of conventional investment properties, whatever. Um, he... Owned a property and is how his family grew and he moved across town. This the myth comes from this idea that you can only have one FHA loan, which is not that's not true either. By the way, you can have two FHA loans under certain circumstance. The VA doesn't really care so long as you meet the occupancy requirement within reasonability. Okay, so in your example, guy lives in Virginia Beach, he's got hundred thirty one thousand dollar original loan. Now it's hundred grand. He's moving to Connecticut. Okay, the bottom line, just to simplify this without exhausting everybody, in Connecticut the conforming limits four eighty four. He's got one hundred thirty thousand dollars of entitlement tied up. It's not doesn't follow loan limit. Follows original loan size. Okay, so we'll call it one hundred thirty. So he's got roughly three hundred fifty-four thousand dollars worth of purchase power in Connecticut at zero percent down. But wait. He can buy a 500000 dollars property. He just has to put 25 cents in the dollar for every dollar above 384, 350 on that second purchase. So you can have multiple VA loans. It has to make sense. You can't buy a VA house and then buy your the house next door that's the same size. That it they don't what the spirit of the of the entitlement is that you're not using the program to build up an investment portfolio. I had a guy who closed a second VA home loan in the same town across town. The house was relatively similar size, had one extra bedroom. His family did grow, so that was true. But the letter he wrote to the VA was, "Look, I grew up and went to this elementary school. I want my kids to go to this school. The yard is bigger. Blah blah blah. I, this is better for my family." And the VA allowed it, so he got a second zero down. He's got two two hundred thousand dollar houses in the same town, and you know he's above board on it. It's legit. All right. So what else? <laughs> what other? What other? Give me, give me a couple because we're already almost
0: literally out of time. So give me the, give me the next. Give me the give me the thing that's massive that you just see people just getting wrong all the time.
1: Yeah. So there's two things. The the concession rule that we blew past for loan officers is a game changer, and here's why. Ask a loan officer. Joel, tell me, you might know the answer to this. What's the maximum allowable concession on a VA loan? I don't know. Ninety percent of loan officers say four percent.
0: Oh, 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 oh. The old school, yeah, it was four. I mean it was no, no, but no, no, it's not four.
1: It's four and then plus customary. So okay, yeah. so so you kind of get it, but most people yeah. don't. It, I alluded to this before as a loan officer. You, if you get a chance to get a VA turn down, you can totally turn around. Here's how: um, I had a guy perfect example. He he, he got turned down because it was a tax lien that came up at the 11th hour, so the whole thing fell apart. It's twelve hundred bucks, twelve hundred dollar tax lien. He didn't have the money for it, so so, so I could have paid it within the four. He, well, he could have. So right. the the four there is no such thing as a four percent max. It's a hundred percent of closing costs plus up to four percent for. Prepaid items, and here's the kicker that'll crush everybody: debts, consumer debt. So you can literally pay off the guy's car loan, tax lien. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. paying. We're all, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and anyone who's done a bunch of VA loans would, would would come across that at some point. But the point is, you get a VA turn down somewhere. You can relook at it and say, okay, it didn't work. There's DTI, there's no DTI limit in VA financing. You can go up to. You know, an eighty-five and still get the loan closed if residuals well, go. Well, if you have residual, but we do not even have time to go there. But yeah. you can pay off yeah. this guy's debt in order to qualify him for what was otherwise unqualifiable. So that that's one. And then the 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 bigger just, just re- real quick because he went over that really fast. And James talks really fast, so I apologize. To no, everybody. no, this is
0: this is great. It's a podcast; they can stop and start and watch it as long as they want. But but. He's, he's really getting into expert land as far as structuring and being able to save something you know there, there are a lot of houses where listen the seller really wants to sell the house and the buyer really wants to buy the house and uh, the buyer might have some you know a stopper, an issue, a lien, a tax lien or whatever and what what, what James said very I just want to be clear about it is what the rule what the, what the rule says is all closing costs plus four percent. So it's that 4% total. It's all closing costs plus 4%. What's the other one? Because
1: we're right at it. We're up at the time right now. Let me give you the four steps that I would tell the realtor on how to present an offer at a high level. Is that cool? Okay. So these are the steps for a
0: realtor, a buyer's agent Correct. to present a veteran, a VA financing offer to the seller's agent or to the listing agent. Okay. Get yeah, You on the mic? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, we can do that. That's fine. I mean, that there's cool? Yeah, we could do, there's lots of stuff. We could talk stuff. about underwriting, no, anything No, no, you no, want. no, It's We're going to, yeah, it'll be, we're going to hit, we're hitting the wall right now. All right, so
1: that's good. Okay, so, and this is great for loan officers because they can teach their agent partners this. This is what they should okay, do. Okay, go. Yeah. Number one, have your veteran write a letter that talks about what their service to their country has meant and what home ownership means. It means something different for a veteran than other home buyers. So
0: add the letter, the letter goes along with the offer. Correct. Okay. From the buyer, or from the potential buyer, and it's literally to the seller.
1: That's right. Hey, okay. I've been traveling with the military in Afghanistan for eight years. Putting down roots for my family is the most important thing I'm going to do for the next 25. Your home is the one I want to do it in. Will you accept my offer? That's that's pretty awesome. Keep going. Okay. That's number one. Number two, your loan officer absolutely must call the list agent on every single VA offer and explain that they have not only done not only done their job of income, assets, all that, but they have a certificate of eligibility and have verified. Okay, so number one, letter to the seller from the
0: borrower, potential borrower. Yep. Number two, lender, loan officer tells, literally, tells the listing agent, we have the certificate of eligibility. Meaning verified they entitlement. Can get a loan. They can get a VA loan. What's number three? So I'm no, watching the clock.
1: Number three, um, th- what I would say is cross out the pest inspection in the report. Align yourself with an inspector who will itemize it as zero, whether he's doing it for free or including it in his other fee. Okay, it so matter. remove
0: the remove the, the objection. Yep. we got to pay extra crap. Number four.
1: You'll notice on our offer, we crossed out PEST. Our camp's going to take care of that. Don't worry about it. Number four. Number four. uh, Last but not least, put a large deposit down. They're going to get it back. Hey, you think we have no skin in the game? No, we got 10 grand in the game. Okay, so that's another good one. So take your earnest money
0: game up, even a little higher than it normally would be, to show, to overcome the objection- of the 100% financing. So, those are all really good ones, but I'm going to I'm just going to tell you that the first one was the best one because people are, you know, you heard me, you were in the booth when I was doing the last podcast about yeah. about how emotional people get over their houses. You know, there are a lots of sellers that if you put them all in a room, I bet 8 out of 10 are all about knowing who's going to buy their house and who's going to be living in it. And it's, it's, it's like, who's going to be driving my car. Who's going to be like, who's the next person that's going to take this house. And you know what? I mean, all things equal. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the veteran all day. Someone writes me a letter like that. I'm, I'm taking the deal. It's the same deal as a please all day. Wow, this person's really going to love my house. All right, we are we're at the wall. I didn't even get the sorry hook from the booth. That's all right. He talks fast. I tried to slow him down. Um, yeah, we could do this for eight hours. I'll probably have James back on. Um, thank you so much for uh, watching another edition of The Big Joel Show. Again, you can consume this podcast anywhere you want. It's on every major platform, uh, audio and video. Hopefully you'll watch the video. We love it when you leave comments. This is one where we should get a lot of comments. James, uh, are you taking, would it be okay if people reached out to you? Sure. Uh, how would you like them to find you?
1: Is it do I give my phone number? Will you tell me what's uh, like the right thing? is would, like a national... I would st- no, I'd start with email. Just yeah. give it email. What's the best email for you? James.allen a l-l-e-n at rate.com. Uh James.allen at
0: rate.com. And you are on social media, that I know. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and you're on Instagram and uh Facebook, correct? Yeah. And okay. LinkedIn. And and LinkedIn, yeah, of course you can find him there. If you have questions, because he's got by the way, he's got a notepad here, there's a lot of stuff on it. Um, but the, the, the challenge is we run out of time and I don't want you all to stop watching because it's because it's too long. But again, thank you so much. This one is chock full. Hopefully you watch this one a couple of times. Uh, look forward to seeing you again real soon. Love all the comments. Signing off. Bye bye.